0: Hi there. Welcome to the newest episode of the TA Report. My name is Matt Clark. I am your host today, as always. I'm joined today by Rowena Bach, who is the um, Early Careers uh, Talent Acquisition Director, or Early Careers Talent Director, I should say, at TMP Worldwide, who an awful lot of you will be familiar with. Uh, We had a great discussion on a specific subject. Today, we chose to talk about screening social media profiles in recruitment. So not using social media to attract uh, talent, but actually screening people's social media backgrounds uh, at some point during the recruitment process to uh, to aid, I guess, decision making. It was a great conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, so thanks again to Rowena for, for joining me on the podcast. Let me know what you think. You can reach me on LinkedIn, or you can catch me on mattathirewindow.com. Enjoy the podcast. Speak soon. Rowena, hi, welcome to the TA Report. How are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you, Matt. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Pleasure. So, uh, for those listening, they may know you, they may not. Um, we are joined today by Rowena Buck who is, I believe, the entry level talent director at TMP Worldwide. Um, Rowena, why don't I open the floor to you just to for what it is you do there at TNP.
1: Thank you. I'm really pleased to be here. So my role at TNP has two primary purposes. The first is to talk to the market. So talk to in-house learning, um, sorry, um, in-house entry-level talent directors and talent acquisition directors about their future talent strategies, their early career strategies, and to try and galvanise the market to think differently because... Let's face it, a lot of recruitment isn't working. We still have imbalance in genders and ethnicity, in um, social groups, in our workplaces. So we really need to change. So my role is to try and talk to the market about changing. And the second part of my role is as I talk to them and I hear about challenges they may be facing around um, candidate dropouts or Mm -hmm. um, improving candidate experience, I connect them to the experts in TMP. We have a broad range of people on hand to try and solve those problems. So two purposes, really.
0: Okay, that makes perfect sense. So quite a broad role and focused, it seems, mainly on thinking about the future um, rather than just delivery for for clients. It's a role all about, I, I suppose... Innovation. Where is the market going? Um, which, really, I think we all, we both know is uh, is the most interesting end of, of all uh, of recruitment is, is thinking about the future. Um, I'm very happy to, to have this job, yes, <laughs> abs- absolutely. It sounds it sounds like an enviable position to be in. Um, and, and so t- today, this episode of the TA Report is slightly different to the usual format, and that, that you and I have chosen a uh, a subject to focus on. So rather than just talking about your role and what it is you do and your, your journey throughout your, uh, your talent acquisition career, we are here today to talk about social media background screening in, in, in recruitment. Um, mm-hmm. So I know that you've um, been doing a lot of research about this recently. You have, I believe, an upcoming webinar um, on, on the subject as well. Mm-hmm. Why is this something that is uh, at this point in time of, of interest to you? Why have you chosen this subject for a, for a current focus in your work?
1: It represents the tide that's turning in how recruitment's working if you think about it like this we're in an age where we have unprecedented access to information about people yet we're having equally huge demands on trying to find the right people for our roles and our companies and we're trying to find we you know if, if you think like me you're trying to find people in more diverse walks of life who have different things to bring and who may not have been given the same advantages as as others. So when I take all that in the context of living and working in the world today and I look at how does that work in reality, um, social media background screening typifies the whole piece. It's looking at companies scraping the internet to find out about individuals. It's hugely <laughs> ethically um, you know, got ethically challenged in yes. some respects. It can really spark great debate about privacy, um, and it's increasingly important, and it's being used more and more. So, within the context of my role, I'm here to challenge the industry and help help people understand how the world of recruitment is changing and what they can be doing to adopt the best and lose the worst. Social media background screening is a is a really important
0: topic. I, I absolutely agree, and, and I think it's such an interesting point that you make about how there's so much publicly accessible information about people, the general public, users of social media nowadays. But at the same time, it seems to be harder and harder to understand who we should be looking for and, and, and why from a recruitment process. It, it's mm-hmm. kind of uh, it's a bit of there's a bit of cognitive dissonance there when you when you really think about it. Uh, and 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 obviously, you mentioned there, you know, this is a it's kind of a growing issue. Um, it is being used. I think I did a I did a quick Google search this morning. I think I used the terms social media screening recruitment, and I got more than thirty four million results on on Google. So it's it's obviously being talked about. It's obviously of concern for for certain people. W- what are you seeing in the market right now? I mean, how is it being used? Do you think it's being used well, poorly? Um, are people treading that? that kind of ethical line or are their employers really putting themselves at risk right now?
1: One of the challenges we have around social media background screening is the most recent data is very US focused. Mm -hmm. If anyone listening has some more European or international data about how it's being used, please send it my way, find me on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. uh, tweet me, uh, or just, I would love to hear it because the US data is revealing that uh, 70% of companies who've taken part in an enormous survey by CareerBuilder um, do use social media screening. So it is being used more than ever before. And when you start to early under the skin of, so what is it? They're either using it for um, fact checking
0: Hi, Rowena. Welcome back. Sorry to our listeners there for any uh, technical issues we might have been encountering. Um, Rowena, you were just talking about how um, social media screening is actually being used now. So you sort of talked about the, the issue with most of the data being focused on the American market. Um, and, and then you sort of were getting on to um, how employers are actually utilising screening before we lost you.
1: Oh, yes. Um, I'm sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> So what I was saying as how it, how it works, what, what, it, what they do. So they use tools, um, either um, tools that they use and own themselves in in-house HR teams, recruitment teams or through third party providers who scrape the Internet for information on a candidate. This can go back over back as far as 10 years, two years, three years, five years, whatever is appropriate for uh, the role. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be deployed at the initial application stage or after a short list developed or in the due diligence checking towards the end. Um, often when you use a tool, you receive a report that um, can be helpful as part of the decision making process. Um, I think when you get under the skin of the the way it works, that's where you can start to really make a decision for yourself about whether you agree with how it's done or mm-hmm. whether it's deployed in the recruitment process.
0: Because mm-hmm. this is a, it, it's a really interesting one because, again, whilst I was doing my research, the the automated solutions that I found were clearly focused on the American market. Um, ACAS here in the UK give relatively clear guidance on, it's probably not a good idea to um to to screen candidates' social media backgrounds without their permission because you're essentially setting yourself up for discrimination um, exactly. There was a Robert Walters study recently that, that showed that actually sixty percent of job seekers said they don't think employers should be going through their their you know their, their their social media profiles, so there, there's kind of an obvious. I mean, it's, you know, 60-40, um, you know, fair, fair enough. It's not exactly entirely conclusive. But there's clearly some some sentiment there around the fact that, you know, job seekers wouldn't necessarily expect their social media to be trawled through by potential employers. Mm-hmm. Um, ACAS aren't keen for people to do it unless it's in a very specific and targeted way, um, mm-hmm. given the public guidance that they give. But at the same time, if we, if we imagine that at least somewhat the UK market Follows on from the American, and if seventy percent of American employers are screening social media, then a good chunk of of UK employers are doing so too. Th- th- this is clearly something that we need to try and overcome as an industry and as a as a profession, because otherwise, you know, you you could really see an awful lot of problems being generated um, in in this area overall. And, and and do you think there is a an, an easy solution here, or is it one of those? I guess, fiendishly complex issues that social media seems to throw up every now and again.
1: When you start to pull it apart, Jim, when you start to pull it apart and look at what it is and which platforms you're looking at, I think that helps. So, mm. for example, I think it's fair to say, take your take on this, that most professionals be very comfortable with an organisation using LinkedIn. Absolutely. Versus their Instagram or their Twitter their Facebook accounts Mm -hmm. those Twitter potentially is sort of next in line on a scale of personal to professional with Facebook and Instagram being more on the personal side so when you are using social media to screen and you're looking at it to fact check if you look at LinkedIn who puts the data into LinkedIn well Mm. the person so are you really checking facts
0: Mm. Mm. just leave
1: that one with you if you're on the personal side and you're looking at character or reputation, then you enter this murky world of how do you interpret somebody's activity in their online, the pictures they post, the comments they make, how does that, how do you interpret that correctly to reflect character or reputation? People that use it say very strongly that it humanizes a candidate, it helps them to see them in their entirety that you don't get from a competency-based interview. Mm. Mm. And as soon as you follow that train of thought through, you can hear the other side of the story to say, well, what has that got to do with their ability to do the job? Mm. There's a really, it's a really interesting area that we've, as as a specialism, recruitment as a function of HR, as a function of business, as a specialism, we haven't... Got clarity on the best way to use this publicly displayed information. Mm. I mean, I,
0: I, 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 sorry, carry on.
1: I was going to say maybe you're asking the question of oh, should we be using it?
0: I, and, and that does that does bring me on to my next my next thought on the matter, which is which is really f- from what you're saying. I think there's almost two aspects to what we what we would call social media screening. There, there's the first that is perhaps. Uh, that is perhaps better described by the word screening, um, which might simply be checking that people aren't being horribly uh, offensive on their public public profiles on, on Twitter, for example, in a way that would clearly bring an employer into disrepute. Another is actually using it as a data source for whether or not someone's a good fit. For a, yeah. for an organisation, whether they're going to be culturally suitable, whether they might be a, a high performer, those are two different things altogether, aren't they? One is one is in a way risk management, um, a, very similar to a referencing process, I suppose. The the other is predictive analytics in a, in a strange kind of way.
1: Mm, mm, agreed. And then, the, yes. sorry, go on.
0: And, and so and so, I, I suppose there the the, the, the issue becomes. Uh, you know, do, do we call this screening? Do we uh, ask candidates before we we do it? Do we ask them to grant permission? I, I don't know your, your kind of thoughts on those two different aspects of of screening.
1: Mm. There's definitely some best practice if you don't have this in your in your business already and you're looking for a way to innovate and try and drive efficiency or, you know, find the truer candidate for your for your roles there are some ways that seem to there are some steps that you can take that seem to be really um will really help you get this right so it should really be very defined very controlled impartial um make sure you're using it at the appropriate time only using relevant that is information that is absolutely clearly relevant to the role and and yes and certainly in the uk um to, to be GDPR compliant, which I'm sure everybody's aware of that legislation mm-hmm. around data protection and access to information, you must disclose your intent to do this to candidates mm-hmm. and allow them to opt in or opt out. Now, that last piece will need some legal input into, but there is a definitely the disclosure. I think there's also merit in using a third party to make sure that the information being collected is only sharing what's relevant, because... How can you look at somebody's profile, not see the post pictures that they're taking or posting, and then only extract um, work related info, you know, the report needs to be only so so that you're not unconsciously making decisions based on information you've seen. And companies have got to have a policy and have really thought this through and done the research for putting it in place. It can be used. And I'm really in support of innovation in recruitment because Mm. our our world context is we've got what's like 800,000 vacancies on average, you know, maybe professional spaces on LinkedIn every Mm. week, Um, millions of people looking for work. We've got to, we've got to come up with new ways to shortest candidates, um, but it's got to be done carefully.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and, and that, again, raises a really interesting point. You, you mentioned policy there and, and absolutely only using social media screening um, and using the information that is 100% relevant to, to the job application uh, and making sure there's not unconscious biases creeping in there. One of the key issues, it seems to me, um, at least in all of these things, is uh, I'll I'll use the term rogue hiring managers. Um, You know, so I think with a lot of issues in recruitment, it's very easy for us as as talent acquisition professionals to think about how does it change our lives? What can we do? What systems can we use? how uh, This, that and the other. This is one of those unique situations where um, a hiring manager, if they wanted to, um, can go and do this without our knowledge essentially okay. they they can go and find someone on twitter find someone on instagram certainly find someone on linkedin once they've seen a, a cv uh, once they've been introduced to someone and obviously if they if they were so inclined uh, hopefully they wouldn't be let those unconscious biases creep in um and, and 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 that is a that is a key issue and i don't know if you have any thoughts around how to overcome that, uh, you know, get hiring managers to adhere to, to certain policies, or, or if actually that's more of a, a an unavoidable, because that seems to be just a, a, a kind of the times that we live in, almost impossible to avoid, isn't it?
1: Scarily true.
0: Mm.
1: And comes circles background to HR's role in organisations mm. to Push the business forward in understanding how these powerfully useful tools, but dangerous if used inappropriately. Um, how to how to use them and how my managers should be respecting that information.
0: Mm.
1: At a really base, at a really sort of um, process procedural level, you've got to have a policy. You need to have it, and that obviously needs to be communicated. That that is more than um, just making sure that you're covered. But in doing so, you raise awareness, create accountability, is the communication of that. Create awareness, accountability, deepen understanding Mm. for every hiring manager in the business. So whether it's through your induction of new management, through your general induction of uh, um, new manager training, recruitment training, interview training, part of the um, comms plan, it's really key to educate the business and hiring managers on how to use this information so that they're aware because there'll be a proportion of those individuals that'll just be doing it out of curiosity and in their own mm. mind's eye it's perfectly reasonable you know in, in air quotes it's publicly available information why can't you do that but that's just the same as having an inherited bias because you were born in the 70s and it's okay to ask whether a woman is thinking about having children you know mm. it's, sort of, it's only through discussion communication and awareness that you can help and help people reflect on their mindsets and consider it from a new perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. This is one of those issues, isn't it, that it is, it is particularly thorny for, for recruitment professionals because you've got your role in it, hiring managers' role in it. You've got mm-hmm. candidates' expectations and whether they do or don't want you to look at social media, you've got an ever-changing landscape of technology that might help or hinder um, so, social media screening, and that 's all cast against a in, in the u k at least an increasingly uncertain economic outlook that is making it very, very difficult for people to bring the right talent on board exactly uh, is is there a way forward here i mean how how do we how do we kind of how do we take the next steps towards using social media screening in in a positive and appropriate way if if i was a a client of yours and uh, and and i was engaging you and saying ruina i need to be thinking about this what 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 do i need to what what next step do i need to to take to to sort of to get somewhere and use this in the right way make sure i'm not crossing that ethical boundary Um, where where would you go with that
1: well if i can use this opportunity i'd like to put a call out to your listeners Um, Mm -hmm. Um, I use the hashtag TMP Insights, and I'm really interested to know people who are using it now. I would love for you to tweet us um, with that hashtag and tell me who are you using it for. Do you differentiate between roles? Because I've seen case studies where it's only used for senior executives to avoid the situation that Disney had last year, about last year, year before, about the um, the director James Gunn, yeah, the guns of the Galaxy guy with those horrific posts, you know. If you are trying to mitigate against that situation, so I'd love people to share who they're using it for. Hmm. But the point to your to your question, what what I'm thinking about now is how long will this be around, hmm. and and are, are we is this a moving is this a moving phase? So most young people today. <laughs> this is going to worry any of your parent listeners. <laughs> they will have two or three different types of accounts. They yeah. You know, the Finster accounts, your fake Insta accounts, Finster account, so that your parents and everyone else can search at Sarah Brown on Instagram, but you have your own one, which really reflects what you're doing and only of your friends know about it. And you can ha- they have two or three tiers of this. So what value can you really get from social media as the users of social media evolve how they use it? So I'm curious to see how due diligence screening will evolve in that new environment. Mm. And then the other thing I'm curious about is if you take Generation Alpha. So these are the young people born between around 2010 and up to 2024. They often will have their social media lives started before they're even born. Yes. On their behalf and carried on through their formative years, either under their name or under a pseudonym, as I know lots of friends do have accounts with their children, but under different names, they have sort mm. of um, made up names. So these these people have no control over, You know, but they have, sorry, that doesn't sound quite right. They will have control over it, but the amount of information available is so vast. Mm. We've got to AI or something in that space must be moving at the same pace to try and understand how you can interpret this digital activity to represent someone's personality. I mean, there are these tools on LinkedIn. I'm sure you've seen them. What's the tool called? Uh, something like know-how, where mm. you can... Crystal knows, that's right. And yes. You plug it, you log into it, and it gives you a personality reading depending on the type of post that somebody posts on LinkedIn. Fascinating findings. So there is... This is an evolving space and I, I'm I'm curious to see how it shapes. But firstly I um I want to start with who's using it for which roles because I work a lot as, as we started off talking about in the graduate and apprenticeship recruitment area and there's a place for it. I'm just interested to see where and how. Mm.
0: Mm. It sounds like, given what we discussed with the American focus on the data there and your, your appeal to our listeners to, to, to get get involved on the hashtag TMP Insights hashtag and, um, and, and talk about who's mm-hmm. using it and what for, that actually there's a real uh, a, a knowledge gap, perhaps, uh, a lack of information on, on how this is being used in the UK overall, and, and that that then makes it hard to think about well what can we do to empower employers recruiters hiring managers to do this in the right way is that is that fair to say
1: oh yeah it's a great summary yeah absolutely yeah.
0: Yeah. and and we, and i think we you know it's one of those things isn't it that actually the sooner the better um for for someone figuring out a way to to, to you know to, to use this this possibly because like i say it's it's employ- incredibly easy for for anyone to, to go and do their own kind of de facto screening, a hiring manager, a rogue hiring manager wants to go and look mm, at someone's Twitter so profile worrying. Yeah. Um, to, to, to go and do that. So, you know, even if you've got, you know, even if you've got data from recruitment teams at large corporate businesses across the UK, some of that mm. would be in, inaccurate and not in a, in a misleading way, but purely because mm. they can't possibly get an honest answer out of every hiring manager as to whether they've looked at their candidates' Twitter profiles before. Mm. So perhaps it's one of those ones that, will never quite know the answer as to how widely this is being um, being implemented, even if it is on a kind of a slightly Robin Hood basis. Let's call it, let's call it that way.
1: Well, the on that side is if you do look at your high and you work with your HR business partners, if you're structured that way and you look at their businesses and they see very one type of person being recruited, there will be reasons why that's occurring. Hmm. And you can look at that holistically and put in a, strategy to change the culture and and the the staffing makeup of that area of the business. So if it is happening, you will be able to see.
0: So Rowena, do you have any final concluding points uh, around social media screening any final thoughts for our listeners and and indeed how can they how can they reach out to you get in touch with you if they would like to
1: um yeah lovely i've really enjoyed this conversation um so let me think i think that one of the most salient points is that social media is completely curated stylized um, reflection on who we are in our lives and that is just set to increase as the variety of platforms expands and the way people use it, each generation uses it evolves. Um, it's only really gonna set to grow because businesses need to become more efficient and more, even more accurate in who they hire and how they hire. Um, we need to keep the conversation going. I'd really like to know who's using it now. If you're not using it, why not? If you are using it, how? Um, please do get in touch. Uh, my hashtag TMP Insights is a great place to start, or you can just uh, tweet me directly at Rowena underscore Bach, B-A-C-H. And um, yep, I have the webinar on this topic in a couple of weeks too, where we'll be talking to some um, candidate generation experts who do this day in, day out, either with social media or in other, in other ma- manners. So um, yes, let's keep talking, keep conversation going, this would, would be really good.
0: Superb. I think it's a really important topic. And I agree that, that more conversation needs to happen, uh, you know, so that a- as an industry, as a profession, we can we can move forward and, and make sure we're using this in, in the right way. Um, I thought that I thought that was a great conversation. Thanks so much for, for joining us, Rowena. Um, I will look forward to seeing what our listeners think about this and um, catching up soon.
1: Fantastic. Thank you.
0: Cheers. Bye now. Bye now. So there we go. Rowena Bark of TMP Worldwide. I thought that was a great conversation. Sorry that we lost the audio a couple of times there. But otherwise, uh, I think a really, really interesting, useful uh, way to spend 27 and a half minutes. Let me know what you think. You can get me on Matt at Higher Window and uh, we will speak very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.